Welcome to the Claim Your Space podcast. I am your host, Belinda Aramity, and I share my experiences as a multi-six-figure business owner and coach so that you too can learn how to build a business in alignment with how you want to live your life. If you're tired of hustle culture and ready to start saying yes to dreaming big and achieving even bigger, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode. I think that this episode is a really, really important episode. Rejection is a fundamental part of having to deal with sales. It's a fundamental part of being in business. It's fundamental because in order to have longevity in your business, in order to grow your business, in order to have more reach and have more impact, you end up dealing with more rejection. And we'll talk about this in another episode when, you know, I'm going to do a little bit of a deep dive into personal branding. But one of the things that I'm going to be talking about in that episode is the fact that with personal branding, with sales, is a big part of it is helping people figure out that you're not the person for them, right? That you're not the person, you're not the one. And that's a form of rejection. And depending on how you look at it, it can really suck. Rejection in and of itself feels painful because we have a fear of losing the very thing that we're about to ask for. And we have this false narrative in our brain that, well, if I don't ask for it, then I haven't heard no. But unfortunately for you, you also haven't heard yes. And it's a fear of a perceived door closing. And just like children, when they hide under the covers, maybe it was just me, but I know it wasn't. But as a kid, I was afraid of the dark and I would hide under the covers and I wouldn't move and I would be frozen and paralyzed. And so instead of being able to do what it is that I wanted to do, which was cross the room to get something or to read a book, I would just be there frozen and scared underneath the covers. And so I didn't get to read the book that I wanted to read. I didn't get to have that moment of joy because I was so afraid of taking off the covers and facing that fear. And that fear today that we're going to be talking about is rejection. Because just like when you're a child, just because you don't look, it doesn't mean that that thing that you need to face isn't there. It just means that you aren't seeing it. You aren't facing it. And so, as I said before, by not asking, we ensure that we never get the outcome that we desire. And what happens is we risk the thing that we want coming too late, or we risk it coming to us in a way that doesn't suit us because we aren't controlling the elements that we can control by being afraid of rejection. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about three things that are going to help you overcome that fear of rejection. And I'm going to be talking about my stories linked to each of those lessons and things that, you know, you really got to do when you're trying to deal with overcoming your rejection in sales and in business, because you have to realize that rejection isn't about you personally. It's about a lack of alignment. So it's either a lack of alignment because of your offer. It is a lack of alignment because you and your customer, but whatever it is, rejection is also a gift because it allows you to shift and change and move things around so that you can get into better alignment. It's a signal. Rejection is a signal. And so you can either embrace the signal so that you can make shifts and adjustments so that you can get to where it is that you want to go, or you can stay in the same spot and never achieve the life that you know you desire. Building a business in alignment with how you want to live your life. So let's get into lesson one. So lesson one is you have to want it bad enough, right? 
when I wanted to make into the shift into digital marketing. So we're going back a few years now. I was coming towards the end of my maternity leave. It was time for me to get back into the workforce. And I had left the company I was with before I went, before I took time off. I took about 18 months off when we had our third and I was ready to get back into the world of work. And I knew I didn't want to do what I was doing before, which was technology focused sales. I wanted to get into digital marketing. That's where my heart lie. I loved everything, influencer marketing and digital marketing and YouTube and and just basically where I am today, it was foreshadowing it. But I was, when I was applying for jobs and I have a lot of experience, I worked, I worked for really big name companies. I've negotiated some really amazing contracts, but I was getting rejected over and over and over again. But I didn't let that stop me because I wanted it bad enough. I knew that, yes, I could just start applying to work in tech again, and I'd probably be able to get in. It would be a little difficult because I had such a gap in my resume, but that didn't matter because I wanted to work in digital marketing and I was gonna find a way. And so when it comes to your building your business, when it comes to dealing with rejection, when it comes to being okay with dealing with rejection and overcoming it, you have to want it bad enough so that your desire for having it outgrows and outpaces your fear of rejection. Because when your fear of rejection is more than your desire for what it is that you want, then rejection wins. So maybe you need to add something to what it is that you're going to gain in order for it to be worth enough. But our brains are always making a series of calculations. And the reason why you're not doing something is because it's giving you something. It's giving you enough that the status quo is enough. And so you got to figure out what is going to, and this is going to sound horrible, but what is going to break me? What is going to make this moment in time not good enough? What is going to make it so that being in the position that I'm in, doing the things that I'm doing, it's not going to be comfortable enough. It's not going to be good enough. And then if you can't think of anything, if being in this current state is better for you, then maybe what you're trying to obtain isn't enough. Maybe it doesn't matter enough. And maybe you need to shift your focus to something else. But you have to be really honest about it. And you have to say, do I want this bad enough? $20,000 a month in revenue. Do I want to be able to work four to six hours a day and that's it, enough? Do I really want to lose 30 pounds? Do I want it enough? Because when you want it enough, the pain of staying in the position that you're in right now is not going to be enough. You're not going to be able to sit in it anymore. And so that's the first lesson you have to want it bad enough. And that really helps you overcome the fear of rejection. Number two, you have to actually practice dealing with it and facing it, right? And you have to practice asking for what it is that you're afraid of. So as a sales rep, One of the things that we do all the time, one of the things that is foundational to being in sales and being effective in sales and in sales training and methodology is objection handling. And you practice this once a month at at the very least a couple times a month, but you're practicing how to deal with your potential clients having an objection, or if you are someone who is managing accounts. So there is account management and there is prospecting for new business. In account management, you have existing business, but your job in sales is to grow that business. 
So you're positioning something new to an existing client and trying to convince them to consider working with you and your company. And you just deal with objections. You deal with people telling you no and then figuring out how to continue the conversation. Because a lot of the time, no isn't an end of a conversation. It's a redirection of the conversation. It's an opportunity for you to learn a little bit more, to build on the relationship. And I'm not saying that every time someone says no, they're just looking for you to figure out a way to get them to say yes. No, I hate that. I think that is absolutely gross and disgusting when it comes to sales training and methodology. No means no, right? But what I am saying is no can be seen as a redirection of the conversation for you to find out more information because maybe they have a misunderstanding of what it is that you've said. No is a redirection towards, okay, I understand you're saying no. Is that a no right now? Or is that a no for never? Is that a no? This isn't a right fit for what it is that I'm doing in my business, but actually something else would be more beneficial and helpful, right? but you have to understand how to make those segues. And this is where this particular aspect in specifically is where coaching and group training programs are so helpful and they beat out self-paced programs all the time. It's that actual practice, right? It's being in a yoga studio and having a yoga teacher making that slight adjustment in your posture so that you get the full efficacy of the exercise versus just watching the video on YouTube and getting an injury because you don't have someone who is actually coaching you and your circumstance and how you are and making the subtle shifts in your body so that you don't have lower back pain, right? That is where that one-to-one or that one-to-many in a group setting is really, really helpful because it allows you to practice dealing with it. At the beginning of this episode, I talked about being a child and putting the covers over your head because you're so scared. Sometimes you don't have it within you individually to pull the covers over your head. But if you know that your mom is beside your bed and she is gently and lovingly telling you, hey, sweetie, I promise you that I am here and I can see what is out here. And I promise you that you are safe. So why don't we together, one, two, three, lift the covers so that you can see what I can see. It becomes a safe environment for you to expose yourself to the very thing that you're afraid of. One of the things that I love with my coaching clients, so if you've ever worked with a coach, if you haven't, then this is completely foreign to you, but there's a program that we all use or an app that we all use called Voxer and allows text and voice communication between two people. And so what I love with my coaching clients is like, oh my gosh, Belinda, I have just, you know, connected with the CEO of this, this company. What do I say back to them? (laughs) And I'm like, all right, girl, we got this. We got this. Right. And so now we're going back and forth and they're like, okay, but what if they say this or they come back to me? They're like, all right, I formulated my email and now they've responded this. What do I say? Right. It's knowing that as you're facing your fear, you've got somebody with you, but The core element that I want you to focus on is not the coaching element, it's the fact that you have to face your fear. And sometimes being able to face your fear involves having someone help you. So if you're not in a space or don't have the financial means to be able to work with a coach one-on-one or join a group coaching program, by the way, I'm dropping the launch of my Grow 
pro- group coaching program in the fall. I'm super duper excited. Can't wait to share more details with you, but more on that in another episode. You know, if you, you are not in a space to make that investment in your business, then what I would do is I would think of all the objections that you are, are trying to work through, trying to be more prepared in handling. I think of all of those objections, write them down on a piece of paper. Then I would get a friend, I would get your spouse, I would get you know, somebody, right? Someone to be that person and say, hey, can you do a little bit of role play with me? This is the scenario. These are the circumstances. Can you be that person for me so I can practice handling the objection? You're not going to know the kind of objection they're going to throw out at you, but they're going to know which realistic ones to throw out at you. And so then you can get that back and forth practice, right? But you have to practice dealing with rejection. And just like a kid who's, who's sleeping with the covers over their head, right? Sometimes that child just needs a few nights of someone being right there with them as they take the covers off of their head and see that, okay, it is safe. I don't need to necessarily feel this fear that I'm feeling. So number two, practice dealing with overcoming your rejection. And the third thing that will help you overcome the fear of rejection is you have to come up with a plan once the rejection happens and you've got to start dealing with it, right? So this is tied in to number two, but number two is all about practice. Number three is, okay, what do you do once someone rejects you, right? So let's say, for instance, you are presenting something to someone, right? You're presenting someone to someone an offer. And this is why when you are developing your business plan and strategy, as you grow out past the, let's say, six-month mark in having a business, or once you start getting consistent revenue in your business with one product line, you want to start diversifying your products. Because, right, let's say someone throws out a rejection of your offer of one-on-one coaching. So let's say your one-on-one coaching package is $10,000, right? And so you are talking to them and they're like, you know what? I think you are absolutely worth working with one-on-one. It's just that $10,000 is too much of an investment for me right now. To deal with the situation is you can be like, okay, totally understand you know, it was a pleasure talking to you. And that's one way of dealing with rejection, right? Another way for you to deal with the rejection is to extend the conversation, build the relationship and understand the person a little bit more. So you can say, totally understand and respect that. I know $10,000 is a really solid investment in your business. And I get that right now is not the time to make that investment. Help me understand, are you okay with investing a higher amount in your business or are you really looking for something that is more of a shot in the arm? I want to get something done really quick. Now, if you have different offers, you can have a a digital product that you can offer them if they say, hey, you know what? I'm just looking for a really quick shot in the arm. I'm not actually looking for something that is really in depth. Or they can say, hey, I am actually looking for something that is really in depth. It's just that the price is the impediment right now. And then now, You can offer them either working with them in a shorter period of time or a smaller investment, or you can offer them to go into one of your group training programs that is focused on the very thing that you sussed out in the sales conversation that they are focused on. So maybe they are trying to work on their personal brand and marketing. So you can shift them into a group training program that focuses on that. Maybe they want to focus on, you know, if you are a you know, a yoga instructor and they don't want to work with you one-on-one, but they are a little more advanced. So now you can put them in one of your group 
yoga scheduled classes where they can still get that little bit of one-on-one attention, but it's in a group format in a more reasonable investment for them. So it's you having a plan knowing that, okay, rejection is going to happen. Objections are going to come up. How do I deal with them? Right? That signal from the universe, the way that I'm going isn't the right way. How do I deal with it? And you have to realize that your plan could be to just crumble and fall, right? If you don't come up with a plan, that is the default plan. You're going to crumble. You're going to quit. It's going to be too much. It's going to be overwhelming. But when you come up with a different plan, when you give yourself options outside of just crumbling and falling apart, you're able to take more control of your life and your life's circumstances. Sometimes, no matter how much you prepare, it's just one of those days. The only option that your brain is willing to take is crumbling and falling. But what happens when you come up with a plan with dealing with rejection is you give yourself multiple options, right? The same way a grocery store offers multiples of the same food item, right? It's them increasing the likelihood of you buying that product from their store, right? Making sure that they have all of the options so that you don't leave without buying something. And so those are the three things that I hope will help you deal with rejection in your life, in business, in sales when it comes to business. Lesson number one, you have to want it bad enough. You have to want to get to your income goal bad enough. You have to want to get that exposure bad enough in order to deal with the rejection that is inevitably going to come. You have to practice dealing with rejection so that it doesn't sting as much. It's not the first time that it's happening. You're like, meh, I've seen this before. It's okay. I can move through this. I can grow through this. And number three, you have to come up with a plan for how you intend to handle said rejection once it happens because you know it's going to come. So what is your plan? Give yourself some options. Rejection is hard. I've been in sales for more than 10 years. I'm going to count in the time that I've been in business. So almost 20 years of sales experience in myself. And it sucks. It sucks when you think that something is going to come out in your favor and it doesn't. It hurts sometimes. It pisses you off. And sometimes it makes you want to give up. But this is why having a vision for your life and for your business and why Your life can't revolve around your business, but your business revolving around your life is so important because when you want to give up, you won't give up forever. You'll give up for an hour. You might even give up for a day, but you won't give up in the long term because you've got a vision and you know how your business helps you enact, have, and actually experience that vision. Your vision for your life prevents you from giving up when that's all you want to do. And so instead of giving up, You gave yourself a break, but you know you're going to get back on that horse because your business plugs into your life. Anyways, as always, I hope that this episode was helpful or useful for you in some way. And until next time, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.